Hello and welcome to the What's Cooking podcast. This is our Adjusting With mini-series where we're chatting to some of our past guests to hear updates on how their businesses are going and highlight any new initiatives that they might be working on at the moment. They'll be talking us through how they're adapting to challenges and generally keeping going during this time. If you want to find out more about these guests that we're chatting to, and we definitely recommend you do that, you can scroll back through our archive and find whole episodes with these guests. You can learn about their businesses and what they're about. We really hope you enjoy these mini episodes and that you find some kind of comfort or inspiration in what they have to say. So at what point, sort of when everything started happening, at what point did you kind of realise like, okay, I'm going to have to start figuring out some stuff here? Yeah, so basically it was really, when this all started up, I really didn't register it for ages. I couldn't really quite believe that the whole world was shutting down and everything was happening. It didn't even phase me because I just couldn't really believe that that was even an option. And then also in a way, because uh, this hot, this happening, this was happening to everyone and some people way worse than others, like obviously like restaurants and um, a really hard hit, like everything, everywhere that has a premise, I almost didn't feel as hard hit because we already had like quite a solid, you know, delivery system going and I just delivered to, you know, and, and events and uh, delivery so because we don't because I don't have a shop front um, I wasn't really affected by that kind of trade but when it all started happening I was really the, the hardest thing was really what to because it was before the government came on and said that they were going to help with the furlough scheme I was really really destroyed by what to do with the girls who were working with me because um, I knew that in a month or two's time I wouldn't be able to pay that kind of salary considering everything was you know cancelled and our deliveries on were not at that stage busy enough to sustain to sustain like you know two staff members as well so I was really really struggling to sort of know what to do in that instance so I kind of left it till um, the end of March to kind of see what the situation was because everything was happening so fast, you know, in that week when they had shut schools and then they were like, you know, then you couldn't travel. Everything seemed like it was like a matter of days until the government sort of, you know, told us if, if we were allowed, if they were allowed to work, if people were, had to stay at home or whatever. So I just sort of left it, you know, another week and then the government announced the furlough scheme. So I, that part of me was, was way more, you know, I was way more, you know, I felt a lot better to be able to just sort of sustain the business without having to pay salaries as well and then delivery started picking up like loads which I wasn't really expecting it to do because I thought that most people would be really really tight with their money you know because they don't have jobs and all this kind of thing so I thought no one's going to be buying anything but actually the other way happened and people were buying more than ever so it sort of worked out it sort of worked out for us to be honest yeah but yeah that's how I kind of out with it and then I was kind of like oh I do need the staff but by then I couldn't really take take you can't you know obviously employ people on furlough so yeah and so with Deliveroo what's the deal like what time do you turn it on are you getting like consistent orders throughout the day and what kind of orders are you getting so um Deliveroo was our product was always 
busiest in the evening. Busy from like 4, 5 p.m. and then really busy, like busiest between 8 and 9 p.m. So um, most bakeries and dessert shops, you know, open from like 9 till 6. But because of the situation and everything, we I moved the time so we're open till 9. And because I'm by myself and I still get getting orders in the people ordering direct and me having to like legit, like sort out logistically um, booking in orders, I take the morning to sort that out and then do delivery from about 1 p.m. till about 9 p.m. So I turn it on during those times and it's been quite consistently busy, but it's busiest in the evening. And people order anything between like one box of shoe to, you know, six boxes of shoe, you know, sometimes we'll get really big orders, but they're usually like relatively sort of small orders of like anything between like 10 and 25 pounds. So yeah, I had a bit of a problem with, you know, packaging because the company that supplies us has been, you know, there in France for some of our packaging. So it's been really tough getting uh, de- like easy deliveries of stuff as I'm sure you guys have also noticed you know it's been um, slightly different but yeah delivery overall is quite consistent and they're offering to pay the orders the next day whereas before they take two weeks to pay so that's one incentive that delivery have done to kind of help businesses although they haven't really helped us enough to like lower the commission have they <laughs> but yeah otherwise I mean it's, it's good to have that business anyway because we, we don't generate enough sales from our online platform but I'm working on that it's a work in progress yeah are you are you just using your own website or are you using slurp so I just launched it last week so I've got slurp on there so people can like click like order for now or pre-order for later but I haven't really started it that much yet because you have to be on your computer or you have to have the tablet and I don't have the tablet yet um so when I'm notified I might not necessarily be by my computer to like see an order and then in half an hour the driver's gonna come right so and because I'm by myself I can't be everywhere like oh now I've got my computer and now I'm back there whereas delivery it's like beep, 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 and then you then you see it so I've got to get the tablet for that and then I'm going to see, have you, have you started using Slurp, Beth? No, I haven't used Slurp. I've just seen, it wouldn't work for me, but I've seen that Popums use it and a nice cheese and wine place called Provisions use it. So I've seen it pop up as an option. Yeah. What is Slurp? Basically a on-demand delivery platform. And this works in the same way as Deliveroo Uber Eats. But instead of going to Deliveroo and Uber Eats, you'll go directly to the platform of whoever's, you know, selling. And it connects you to, it connects to drivers in the area. So they use a platform like Stuart Drivers and they come and collect the order. Yeah. But I I was really, wasn't really sure about how it worked because it can go up to eight miles or eight kilometers, I think. So I put it on maximum because I was like, brilliant. And then somebody really far ordered and I don't know if our box has traveled so well that far on a motorbike. So might have had a few mishaps. Luckily, the person who ordered was really nice and I'd already given her like extra in the box, so no complaints. But yeah, that box, sometimes things can get smashed, which is obviously a nightmare. So it doesn't happen so much with like, you know, a mile or two around. 
but actually mm. a mile is quite far, but I mean a kilometre or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, cakes on motorbikes are a disaster. I've had, I've had issues and then my friend Alice at Lovely Buns has had some issues of uh, cakes being picked up by bike and then they don't look so pretty. <laughs> And I've got it designed so like most of the shoe have got like a little chocolate disc. So if they did hit, it yeah, would just but then I have like a couple of flavours that don't so I think that maybe I'll just take them off like a delivery, like for example, our lemon meringue has got meringue. So if that smashes, it's just gonna like get smashed. So I've got to like work on just it's funny because when you design a product, you you just like this is great product, it's a lot like you, like it's a nice cake and I wanna get it to people, but then it's like you've got to like think of like every other blimey thing that <laughs> into the process of that particular you know getting that product to customer but I know I've had someone I've had a customer who ordered for their birthday a box of like 50 shoe and it was a motorbike that came to pick it up and then she sent me a picture and I was crying I was so like I was I was just like oh my god <laughs> yeah, horrible especially because you you put so much effort in to make them look so beautiful when they leave and then to just see them <laughs> looking an absolute state is yeah, it's pretty upsetting. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, are you back at, because um, Selfridges Food Hall has reopened, which I didn't really think about, but it does make sense because they're selling food. And are you back in there? Not yet. Not yet. I think that they'll be introducing um, more stuff. Like, yeah, it's kind of stages, isn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. I think for now they're still, you know, obviously really uh, having to practice all the social distancing and they're probably just bringing things back depending on you know the necessities and stuff so we haven't really um we haven't started yet but then but I mean I'm actually kind of cutting down on wholesale hopefully if I can afford it um we were supplying a few places and I just feel like it's really tough and just keeps going round and round in circles that I that like we were supplying like a restaurant and they, you know, they, they said they give them 30 day terms, but they'll take, you know, two or three months to pay. And I'm getting a little bit bored of it. So hopefully, I mean, I felt like this period was like a time when I could be like, okay, I'd rather work by myself and sort of rebuild things from the ground up being paid the price, like, you know, get the, getting this full item price than giving things to wholesale where they take three months to pay you've got to beg them every week to pay you I just I, I can't be bothered with that anymore um, that's what I hated as well and it's so much work you put so much because yours, yours is such an artisanal product and the ingredients you're using are so beautiful you're putting so much work into it that when it, you're selling it through someone else you've got to really trust them to really trust that they're taking care of it and like you said if they're not paying on time it's such a bore to have to email someone about it every week I just yeah. I couldn't do that anymore couldn't no I, I mean I completely I completely hear you like I almost feel like like yeah it'd be better to I mean it's I always think oh more business I used to always be like oh more business that's great da, da, da. you know that I can have you know hire people it can be more but what ends up happening is you hire people and they end up like working really hard but then there's 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 no there's no money in that. There's, no. Then you have to pay, and then actually you just you just scrape by. And also the delivery side of things, like um you know the delivery side of things, because also when you supply wholesale, people always expect you to chuck in delivery for free. I mean, if you give something fifty percent 
off or discounted and you also add in delivery like I'm realizing now how much I'm saving or not you know hiring the zip cars because normally my partner he's delivering everything for us so he's up um he's doing deliveries every day for the shops and now I'm saving loads on zip car so yeah I think it kind of works out I mean if only I had five minutes to actually <laughs> if I actually like did the maths I'm sure you know there's a little bit of profit, but very minimal compared to the effort that you have to put in. When we, we, before the lockdown, so before this coronavirus happened, we did a pop-up in uh, Seven Dials with Curb. And it felt like for the first time, I'd actually charged the right amount for the products and people were buying. And I actually, for the first time, like felt like I actually saw a healthy profit and it was quite reassuring to see that from a retail point of view it's like okay great like I've got the staff and like there is you know and some days are really quiet in that market like beginning of the week is really really dead but like even like Thursday Friday Saturday it was enough to sort of you know obviously there was a lot of work going on like making the shoe and sales and everything it's really expensive but it was still more than supplying wholesale. Interesting is that something you think you'll explore later on when you're able to so in terms of the well i did have i I was meant to kind of move into seven dollars permanently after um, so i went away for my sister's wedding to sri lanka just before corona happened um just after i did this pop-up and i was meant to on returning start seven dollars permanently but I think now that this corona thing has happened, I won't be considering that for the time being because it's just, I imagine the sales there now are just be really bad, at least for a few months. It's a cl- enclosed space and I feel like, I feel it for Curb and all those traders because it's going to really be a struggle to get back to normal with the, you know, with what was going on. So it's not really something I'm going to explore straight away. I have been... You know, I have been um, thinking about that retail possibility more. So trying to analyze, okay, if I don't want to do, if I don't want to do wholesale, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Like, what the hell do I want to do? So, I mean, I, it always comes down to the fact that like, I'd love one day or maybe soon to have like a proper retail, you know, a retail space. Cause then, you know, with the market, you can only sell your products, but you know, you can also at least with your own space, have coffee and you know that also you know makes it a bit more worth it so I am looking at that option that's kind of something I'd want to do I think I want to go that way more than any other route it'd be so good I can just see you having a place like even your setup at seven dials looked so good like so chic so amazing and I thought when I saw that it would just be so perfect if you had a shop and people could go and have coffees and have a shoe yeah, yeah, it would be really nice. I think that the the, the biggest sort of thing I had um, was sort of um, shoe as like a concept store in itself. It, it is a because it is such a niche product and such short shelf like shelf life. It was I always feared that it wouldn't be enough to have like a mono product of just shoe. So like in the meantime, I've been like working on new products. Like on delivery, we don't just do shoe. We've also got like a range of five cookies, and I also have like a couple of. Um, gluten-free like gluten-free cake and a vegan cake on there and what I realized now is that people buy a box of shoe and a box of cookies so that's worked out and I think if I did have a space I'd want to have more products but still keep it quite specific so that's that's quite that's sort of what I'm 
that's my brain how it's working at the moment how how to keep it specific yet broad probably can't but <laughs> yeah still sort of have a selection of products but but still keeping it quite centralized on shoe yeah well it's kind of it's your it's your hero product it's what you're known for but the other products you've brought in I think because the quality of ingredients and presentation and the brand is there and established with the shoe that then carries over onto the other products and it's really and it's nice you know it makes sense to have other offerings because as you say it's really difficult as a business it takes a lot more just to have one product yeah i think i think that um it was something i really struggled with because you know you want you you kind of create a product but lots of people, like lots of brands that have specialised in one product are still able to like branch out into a variety of other things. I mean, think of even, yeah, like you say, like you were mentioning Poppins earlier, they were doing, they do incredible Viennoiserie, but now they're doing pasta as well. And, you know, I think they've added like biscuits and things as well. But because, as you say, their quality is really high, they've already, you know, got the clientele that loves their products and is happy to buy other stuff. In some ways, I, I almost think, oh, but I'm called Le Shoe. Like, was that a mistake? But then again, you kind of, when you do stuff, when you start a business, you don't even think about, like, later on, you're like, you just start and you don't even, you think, okay, I'll get perfect later. Yeah, it definitely works because it comes from your kind of classical training as well. And you working in French kitchens and it all kind of links back to your experiences and the flavours that you use all links back to that. So, yeah, it makes sense. And I think that... The, the thing about you know with every single product uh, there are you know obviously downsides and upsides and the, the good thing about the shoe is that we are the only ones specializing in small shoe I mean there I know there are a few other companies in London making shoe but like we are one of the only people making like the small bands and it is like a very very you know specialized product and people it is popular in like other countries you know, and so I, I do feel like we, you know, we've got to take it to the end. I can't, <laughs> can't give it up yet. Yeah, yeah, we need to. They're delicious. I miss them. Whenever I see your posts, I just think I wish Abby was a little bit closer. <laughs> One day, it'd be great. We'll have a. I won't have to rely on these silly careers, and we'll have a. Now I'm going to be checking Slurp to see if they deliver. I was thinking when everyone was creating these kits at home, you know, the like the pizza kits or the you know pasta kits. I was thinking, oh, you could, I should do like a little, um, you know, shoe kit with like the piping bag and the cream because we were supplying that to a restaurant for their dessert. But I mean, it's just a lot of it's a lot of faff, isn't it? Yeah, like you said, it takes a long time to develop something, and and that is also going to take up extra space in terms of storing specific packaging and and whatnot which is another thing to consider. So have you been really busy, Beth? Um, it was crazy. I'm sure you had a crazy moment kind of just before Easter and because it, it coincided with Easter. I, I feel like everything went totally mad and everyone that I've spoken to, yeah, all the on, online orders kind of popped off. But now I feel that it's kind of gone back to normal and people are mostly ordering for birthdays and you're your traditional reasons to order rather than oh I just want to send this because I haven't seen my friend and you do a lot of you do postal orders don't you yeah doing postal brownie got a I got a request um about can you deliver Claire's to Nottingham they're gonna have to do an online lesson with you have you thought about that because you do 
courses at yeah. your bakery have you thought about taking them online so i have and i because obviously during this 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 pandemic everyone started doing you know online lives and tutorials and online everything is just you know and I was really like yeah I'm gonna be online as well I'm gonna I mean I'm, I'm already online social media but I mean I'm gonna like be video recipeing and everything but just haven't had time it's so much work yeah you know I did one shoe pastry tutorial which I put on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago yeah it just um it takes a while to like film and edit something so that it works and my kitchen's lighting isn't very flattering for for videos and if i'm just holding a video i yeah i just it takes time so it is something i really want to do more of because even i put that shoe pastry video up and people are writing to me like oh can i have the recipe for this can i have the recipe for that so i feel like you would be great as a cookbook author oh <laughs> well, thanks thanks Beth that's very very sweet of you and um, I would really love to write a Le Choux cookbook I would really love to do one and I have thought about it but again it takes up a big fat chunk of your time and I'm just sort of figuring out how I do that so I did actually listen to so you know Ravneet I bought her book and she was doing a little cookbook presentation online on Monday and I tuned in and yeah, it was really, really, you know, really eye-opening and it's definitely something I want to do. I think a shoe cookbook would be quite cool um, with like tons of recipes that you can do with shoe pastry. And, yeah, and all the um, fillings and toppings. And, yeah, because yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with, with shoe. Um, didn't mean for that to rhyme, but I just did. Um, you can also do... <laughs> You do loads of the loads of savory recipes that I'm also realizing are made with shoe pastry. So there's like this uh, cheese, like the, like Cunel in France. So it's like literally like this sort of it's like gratin. So it's basically like it's basically like shoe shoe pastry with like bechamel and cheese, and it's sort of like potatoy kind of dish because it's sort of consist same similar consistency to like gnocchi. So it's like that's made with shoe pastry. Obviously churros, like tons of like fried sort of donuts can be done. Obviously like flares, like loads of things. So watch this space <laughs> one day. It's quite cool. I'm listening to quite a few new new podcasts that are sort of becoming really... So my friend Amelia, who has the company Strazzanti, I'm not sure if you guys have seen her. She does incredible, like, Italian evenings, wonderful pasta and Italian dishes. But anyway, she, she um, suggested to me to listen to this podcast, which is called, like, The CEO. And it's literally just this guy called Steve Bartlett, who owns... Who's, like, the oh, CEO. Yeah, yeah. And he's just speaking just talking about like everything that's really intimate that's going through his head and it's, it's quite nice to just like you know be interacting and listening to like you know what people what you guys are doing it's amazing you know taking that time to make this kind of work what's that called it's called um the diary it's called he's super young he's got a massive media agency the diary of a ceo by stephen bartlett I also, I sometimes have to like listen to, because when you're on your own kitchen, like a lot, you know, it's really important to like listen to stuff that's motivational. Those long days yeah. in the kitchen, you need, yeah, you need some good. Um, the nice thing when you have orders on your website, it's quite good because you can, you've got your time to like organize them, package them. When it's delivery, it's literally so quick. And normally delivery orders, because they give you seven minutes, seven minutes, or so like five minutes, five, seven minutes, which 
I don't know how restaurants do it because you can't prepare a dish in like literally like seven minutes and then the driver comes early so it's like five minutes and so I put the machine on busy so it takes like 25 minutes for the driver to come but even 25 minutes when you've got like loads if you have like a busy day like a Saturday loads of orders coming through and it beeps at you like every you know get an order get an order get an order and then you've got 25 minutes after a while when you're by yourself in the kitchen running around like preparing those orders because I do have to I prepare a little bit sometimes in advance but otherwise it's almost a lot of it's done sort of to order because I don't want to waste loads of stuff you know so you know if we have shoe I'll maybe make like if it's a busy day I'll make like maybe like 10 of each flavor but if I've done use them up you know then I'll like somebody orders that flavor I've still got more you know shoe and creams and stuff but yeah, when it's beeping at you all day, you kind of just want to like smash the machine against the wall. Because <laughs> it's just like, run around, like, it's like service, you know, and you just start losing your mind a bit. Um, so yeah. I felt like the last few weeks I've been like kind of on edge. I had to take Monday off because I just couldn't, I hadn't had a day off in like since this whole thing started. And I was just like, I need to not have that thing beep at me. I'm really, really happy that we know we're busy and everything. Try and stay zen. So oh, you know, Abby, it's been good to chat to you. Yeah, it's been good to catch up with you guys. See you on dif- in a different world. Yeah, hopefully we yeah. can come to, your, come to your kitchen. I've got a really good new shoe, Jandouin oh. shoe. Yeah, that looks amazing. It's actually oh. really, really good, and I'm not just saying that to be like, it's, it's actually probably one of my favourites. It's, like, um, it's like a really kind of nutty hazelnutty chocolatey it's a whole nother level so yeah when it all calms down you guys come and get a box thank you so much and good luck with the rest of the weeks to come yeah and beyond i wonder how things are going to change now that the world starts going back to normal right yeah i know it's going to be interesting beth are you going to start i suppose your supper clubs are on hold for the time being right yeah i think they're going to be on hold for quite a long time really that seems like the last thing that will get back to regularity uh events just can't see people wanting to to do that at the moment maybe at christmas we'll see sure the opportunities will come back around though everyone will be raring to Uh, go when they can i think so yeah, everyone will be. Uh, also, because because everyone's been paid during this time, it'll mean still people want to like do parties and have you know. But yeah, we're just gonna have to bear with this summer. Might be a long one. Thank you so much, Abby, for your time. Yeah. Go and switch that that tablet back on. Yeah, get back to work. <laughs> Lots of love.